Go join your friends, you wiggles. Are you Welcome everybody to a special episode of Popped Culture, where this week, well, we remember Richard Donner, who sadly left us at the age of 91, which is a pretty good innings, I think, uh, in this day and age. So, you know, what amazing talent. And we thought that the best way to remember this amazing, amazing, talented director was by talking about one of his movies. And of all the movies we could have picked, we decided that we want to talk about The Goonies. Yay! (laughs) Goonies are good enough, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, in yeah, remembering Richard Donner by talking about one of his most beloved films. And what a film it is, you know. It's something that captures the imagination, you know, um, even now to this day. Um, it's such a fun adventure movie with pirates and, you know, the Fratelli family gang. And you have this group of misfits just, you know, going on this wonderful adventure to save their town. It's wonderful. It's got like the best, it's got like, it's Indiana Jones with a dash of heart and, you know, a dollop of like Stephen King coming of age children Mm. with slightly less sinister forces at work around them. Although it's sinister because that gang is pretty messed up. (laughs) They're they're great. I I love them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's also a nod to something that's a bit earlier th- from, I guess, our generation, and it's things like the Hardy Boys, mm. and um, I can't remember the other sort of detective type kids. Uh, Nancy Drew, that yeah, Nan- yeah, Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, and I think they even reference the Hardy Boys in it. But there was always that pirate cave or some sort of hidden treasure, and um, it it takes that, but to a spectacular level and uh it's 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 like a supercharged scooby-doo almost like yeah as well yeah scooby-doo as well Mm. yeah Uh, with a spielberg touch in it here and there i think it's one of those movies that came out in that era where i think a lot of people when they think about the goonies like oh it's a spielberg film the way poltergeist is a spielberg film Mm. it's not it's Hooper, and this is Richard Donner, and it's definitely a Richard Donner film when you watch it. It's kind of his his um, the way he does action is very him. Yes, but he also he's also able to capture a very kind of 
magical dreamlike quality, which is very evident in something like Superman, you know, instead of something like the weapon. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he's got range. <laughs> He does have range and, you know, you also see it's a wonderful family story as well about these two brothers. You have um, Mikey and Brand who are the ones who sort of, I guess, start the journey off from their home to go find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And, you know, you, I can't um, speak enough for how good the performances are by Josh Brolin and Sean Astin. You know, you believe that they're brothers. They've got such a wonderful chemistry together as siblings. Yeah, it's amazing to know that they grew up to be Samwise and Thanos, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've come a long way. <laughs> he was working out back then just to get those <laughs> giant muscles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it still holds enough of a, a childlike view on things and I, I think that's where it's got its strength is... It's coming from the kids' point of view most of the time, and yeah. when you see the adults that come around, it's always coming at at them from a more you know this is what adults have to do and be like and, and responsibility and things like that. Whereas you know we're just trying to work ourselves out and be together, and you know that it it keeps that uh, what is it wide eyed sense of wonder uh, throughout it, and um, it that's what really I find watching it it encapsulates constantly. Every time I see it, it's like I'm back in my childhood. I fortunately saw it of that age, I guess. Um, And so, yeah, it was a major thing at the time. One of the weird things that I noticed about the film, it was definitely showing that product placement stuff really coming into the fore. It was a bit bit (laughs) jarring seeing it again because I actually watched it again yesterday. So uh, the kids watched it with me and, you know, they, they enjoyed it immensely so it shows that it does speak to its audience extremely well i i think i saw it as a kid and um we got first released on vhs sort of like in the like late 90s hmm. yeah. and i remember it sort of blew my mind yeah same, same here my parents recorded it from the television um when i was a kid and i watched that VHS tape a lot and um, I watched it again um, recently on a digital format the other day just to refresh my memory on the film and it still holds up and it still makes me laugh in all the right, in all the right places and it still makes me, you know, get all excited, you know, in all the action pieces. So it still resonates with me, you know, from, from being very young to even now as an adult. It's got, it's, it's, it's of a time but it still has that kind of timeless quality as well. Yeah, I mean the music and the clothing is probably the only thing that really kind of hated. Yeah, uh, probably a bit of the effects too, but not not too badly, fortunately. No, no. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a favourite character from the posse of kids on this adventure? Everyone, I think, has a favourite character. Oh, mine's Chunk for sure. What's Chunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's being uh, threatened with torture and told oh, to spill his guts. <laughs> That's... <laughs> and, that... and, and Jake's like living for the story thing. Like, I really like him, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the stories he comes out with, and the performance of that, like the fact that he's almost screaming, crying, and going through it all at quite long bits of dialogue. It's so effective and yeah. it's so funny that you know, <laughs> the whole cinema scene of carrying vomit in his pockets into the cinema. 
it's yeah, it's great. It's, oh, when it when he calls the um, police officer, trying to sort of let them know about what's going on, and the policeman doesn't believe him. It's just like, oh, you mean just like the time when so and so happened, or just you know, or the other time when you did this. He's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a storyteller. That one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think but I like I, Mikey. Like, yeah, just yeah. I I got that character with the old brother. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like Mikey as well. He's the one who is um, wanting to push this the hardest. He's resolute and wanting to save his town and, you know, looking for the rich stuff. He is a lot like One-Eyed Willie in a sense. He's got a, you know, a knack for creating different sorts of contraptions, like when he opens the gate for Chunk at the beginning of the movie and how that's reflected in the booby traps that all the kids go through to get to the treasure and to the pirate ship. And he kind of treats One-Eyed Willie with this, respect and reverence yeah <laughs> almost like he's well, uh he's like, 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 Jones, like sort of yeah. it's that, it's that respect for the <laughs> yeah completely and um i also really love the character of mouth too mouth. um he's just <laughs> such a smart ass and one of the scenes that i love most in this movie is when he is um translating in spanish to rosalita <laughs> the housekeeper and he's just feeding her all this bullshit <laughs> compared to what Mrs. Walsh is instructing him to say. And the yeah. best one is when he says, you know, if you don't do a good job, we'll trap you down here for two weeks with the cockroaches, <laughs> without food, without drink. <laughs> and he just does it with this gleeful smile on his face. Ah, uh, Feldman. Mm, yeah. Uh, at his height there, I think. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And it was, was it was this? yeah, a really good performance as well by all the characters and I sometimes find um child actors or ch performances by children can be a little bit grating in films because you know, they they're kids, but mm. this everyone was quite focused and did a really good job. Yeah, and there was also this uh and it must be Richard Donner's influence here the way that they sort of screaming over each other and talking in this hyper way that you actually don't catch some of the things they say sometimes because it's all over each other but you still get the excitement of what's going on and yeah and, it it's a feeling and, yeah and that's how kids behave as well and um, i love one of the long-running jokes in the movie is when they misunderstand what each other is saying it's just like that's that no that's what i said <laughs> you know <laughs> Always... Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going booby trap and they're going, what? No, booby trap. He said, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> or, you know, when um, Chunk breaks um, the small statue of David in the living room <laughs> and he's talking with his mouth full and to be like, do you think your mum will notice? And he'll be like, of course she'll notice. She notices everything. And he goes, but that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well scripted and, um, the, yeah, the child actor's all outstanding. I don't think there's any weak ones amongst them. Um, no. Even uh, I've forgotten the name of the actress who's, uh, you know, I guess the older girl, the cheerleader. Um, Andy. Andy, yes. Yeah. So uh, when she's freaking out in the tunnel and she's <laughs> suddenly all becoming so self-reflective and uh trying to work out whether she's lived a good enough life already and <laughs> yeah. too young to die and and it, yeah all of that was done so well yeah and it's fun to sort of see her play off of the character of steph her friend who is a bit more grounded and trying to sort of like sensible get out of more sensible and whenever andy sort of starts going on about how dreamy brandon and she's just like 
what what are you doing? <laughs> you know, we need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love when it, and then it gets that kind of like, yeah, we have these booby traps and the piano and that yeah. final set pieces with the with the ship is fantastic. Yeah, I have to say all the set pieces look really, really good and um, the booby traps are clever and they're fun and, yeah. It's got all of that fun stuff, that in fun Indiana Jones stuff with collapsing floors and everything that you want. Yeah, exactly right. And um, you also sort of see that against, I guess, um, the ways in which criminals conduct themselves in the present time. So you have these pirates, you know, pirates are criminals of the seas and they take all this treasure and then they hide and they make all these booby traps. And then you have that contrasted with the Fratellis who are counterfeiters and a mob family and how they do things. <laughs> I just I just thought that was quite funny to sort of see how those sorts of things carry over. <laughs> much, much more vicious. Much more vicious with this, you know, ultra matriarch who, you know, dotes on one son, sort of, I guess, um, ignores the other and then imprisons um, her third. Yes, oh, the other you know? the other child. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have Francis with his hairpiece. Um, Jack, <laughs> he doesn't like his singing. No one likes his singing. And then you have Sloth, who is just so wonderful. And, you know, I, I really love the relationship that he forms with... Um, with chunks, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> and, and I think uh, like sloth has become a, a pop culture icon in a way. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and you can also see how much he loves um, adventure movies himself. I think he's watching on the TV. Was it Captain Blood, the Hollywood film? Uh, I didn't notice that. I was... But yeah, it, it's, it's it, it was something adventure. Yeah, it was an adventure movie. But then he ends up doing the exact same sequence by cutting the sail and you know getting yeah. down to the deck. Yeah. And I love and the, the Superman look. shirt as well. Oh, like that was great! When he rips off the shirt, yeah. <laughs> and then you just sort of see the two other guys being like, "Oh, we're in deep shit now, Francis." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, seeing as it's sort of about Richard Donner as well, I. I, I'm sort of trying to reflect back on Superman and it, the influences of that because I guess Superman would be his other kids' film in some ways as well because uh, I don't think people would look at Superman when it was released as being necessarily an adult film. So he was still keeping kids in mind in the it, adventure. It's there. it's yeah. certainly like I think the I think it, it's one of those films that speaks to adults and children but i think hmm. i think back in the 70s i think a superhero comic book movie would have been very much like that's kid stuff yeah and uh he seems to have that ability to sort of just leap into that world incredibly well i'm um, i'm thinking of uh in superman the movie of the montage of superman growing up how well hmm. that's done and i've seen I don't know how, but it's another three, another two versions of that now. Oh, sort of of a that, few. Of that, yeah, whatever it is, and none of them no. seem the same way to I mean, even even, even like what Brian Singer tried to do in Superman Returns, which was essentially replicate what um, Dick Donner had done in the original Superman film, and it still feels just half-assed. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Amazing how he grab, he manages to pull that out of such a short space of time. Um, then you move on to Lethal Weapon and you can see the humour and things that he has uh, at his disposal <laughs> too in his direction. So 
uh, it's uh, he's well, definitely... he did he did all four Lethal Weapon films, and I must say it's it's a it's a franchise that I love. I love Lethal Weapon. I I think Die Hard is a is a better film, but if you go for a series with longevity, the four Lethal Weapon movies are far better than the Die Hard franchise. Well, out they're to definitely be. more con- <laughs> yeah, they're definitely more consistent. That's Absolutely, for sure. yeah. And when you think about it, he. Richard Donner's created these moments in cinema that are replicated quite often. Yeah. Um, if you think of the, you know, the van on the beach and Lethal Weapon, that yeah. I've seen that in so many things now. I, I sort of keep forgetting about where it started from, and I don't know why that scene stands out. It's, I guess, it's because it's just you're so exposed there. And you're yeah, going to have some yeah. machine gun hit you. Yeah, it's um, but. <laughs> The bomb on the toilet he- is <laughs> like how many things did, like the Simpsons got from the Lethal Weapon movies alone. Yeah. So yeah, he's a he definitely has had a major impact across cinema in lots of different ways. And uh, uh, the Omen. Like, let's talk about yeah. the Omen for a second. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the Great Omen. <laughs> like, it's just after the Exorcist, right? I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So in the wave of the uh, sort of satanic films, and I mean, it's it's I don't think it has the impact of The Exorcist, but it's not trying to be. It's not trying to be that kind of like really subversive, horrible, icky movie. It's it's much more kind of a I know horror movie with a with a taste of action to it. I suppose there's a lot more movement and yeah, it's it it's it's got a really good. How would I say uh, an oppressive tone that, taught at the end, that's what pays it off the omen because the ending is that little bit traumatic in that. Yeah, and good doesn't. Oh win. no, it's good doesn't win, and it's uh, the desperation and turnaround of the father, so to speak. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's got a, a slightly different oppressive feeling to it, but it's sort of more c- constant through the film. You get yeah. that whole feeling throughout the whole film, whereas The Exorcist is one which just ramps up and ramps up to the point where you're almost strangling yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is too bad. This is horrible. Um, I, yeah, I remember when I first saw The Omen, I was terrified of it, and it was so grim at the ending. Mm. Yeah, and um, also um, the scene where the mother dies. Oh, holy. <laughs> mm. oh, and the, I remember the... the, um, the really baby. gruesome. You said, oh, the nanny? Yes. Yep. Yep. That, yeah. like... At the party, yeah. Traumatized me when I was younger. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Getting a visitor. Hello. My own little, my own little Damien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say hello to the people. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Uh, he just really wanted to talk about the goonies i think (laughs) yeah we picked the goonies but ultimately i mean richard donner's filmography we could have talked about any of those movies Mm. more prolonged but I'm sure we'll get there one day. For the meantime, the Goonies is sort of a 
a sampling of kind of all of his little bits and pieces. You've got the the really nasty criminals, which I think certainly has a lethal weapon flair about it. You've got the kind of magic of the Superman. And you've got this wonderful sort of just mishmash of 80s things that comes together into a perfect little package that uh, I think, uh, you know, the nostalgia dollar at the moment has certainly been leeching off for a long time. I think Stranger Things owes a hell of a lot to the Goonies. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I think um, every family should watch The Goonies at least once. It's just one of those really fun movies that everyone gets to enjoy. You know, it's good for kids. It's good for adults. There's so much to like about it. Jace, any final thoughts on The Goonies? On The Goonies, um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those quintessential uh, fun family films, uh, probably a little bit of humour in there that you might be explaining a few things to kids who can read subtitle. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but other than that, it's outstanding in that sense. And it's uh, if you wanted to have uh, a rank of films for sort of kids' adventure, it's certainly on the top of the pile. Yeah. The Goonies. Thank you, Richard Donner, and uh, may you... Travel through the universe wherever you're off to. I don't know how to say that again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Pop Culture, a special episode. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was a clip from The Goonies, and the song at the end is A Good Enough by Cindy Lauper. If you're enjoying the show, please I invite you to jump to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to join us on social media, we're available at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, or on Twitter at popcultureau.